Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. The Tiger Cats sprinted out to an early lead in Ottawa before the Red Blacks mounted a second-half comeback and stunned Hamilton. And we also heard from an Ottawa fan who throws shade at Ticat supporters. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Ah, Ottawa 35, Hamilton 31. Ticats, at one point, I thought had this one in the bag, up 22 to 6 with five minutes to go in the first half. But Ottawa, I'll give them credit for rallying in the second half, but there's lots of stuff that we got to talk about tonight including A, how this Ticats team blew this 16-point lead, B, how long is Brandon Banks going to be out for? If you missed it, he suffered a left shoulder injury in the early stages of the fourth quarter. And one thing this team really has to concentrate on is not taking those needless penalties. Too many tonight, and it all ends up being a Big L in the lost column. And not only that, this was a monumental defeat for the Tiger Cats because Ottawa has won the season series. And the only way, the only way the Tiger Cats can win the division now is if they beat Ottawa next Saturday, one week from tomorrow, and then beat Johnny Manziel and the Montreal Alouettes the following week while hoping that the last place Argos upset the Red Blacks, in the season finale. Probably too much to ask. Again, my name is Rick Samprin. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford. We're live on air, online, on your Radio Player Canada app, on uh, CHML's Facebook page as well. Thanks for tuning in uh, on CHML's Facebook page. Before we get into the calls and emails and the tweets and the reaction tonight, I do have to say a big thank you to Ted Michaels for stepping in last week as my wife and I celebrated our 20th anniversary. It was almost a week-long kind of celebration. We extended that into the Friday night and certainly over the weekend. So big thanks, to Ted, for stepping in on short notice. Here are the numbers, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your mobile device. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game vote for your player of the game the email address is rick at 900 chml.com send us a note on chml's facebook page if you're watching live or you can tweet us use the hashtag fifth quarter at rick samprin at am 900 chml before the show is done we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night and tonight in our fifth quarter trivia challenge entering tonight's game the tie cats have the number one offense in the CFL, averaging 406 yards per game. That's not too shabby. Hamilton has had the number one offense just once in the last 46 years, if you can believe it. What year was it? Was it 1989, 1998, 1999, or 2014? Just once in the last 46 years, apart from so far this year, the Ticats have had the number one offense in the league. Was it 89, 98, 99, or 2014? And those years certainly all have something in common. In those uh, anims, the uh, Tiger Cats went all the way to the Grey Cup. And uh, so, obviously, their offense played a huge part 
in that. Tweet coming in from Francesco at Rick Samprin writes, Although I have seen very many disgraceful displays from our Ticats over the years, I don't think I've seen one as disgusting as this. If the injury to 16, which is Brandon Banks, is serious, I don't think we have a chance against anyone. And Gus writes, as we've seen all year long, Masoli can't win the big one. I'll challenge that because he's won some big games this year. He's had some big-time performances this year. Tonight, though, I mean, started great. He had three touchdowns midway through the first half. But once that 22-6 scoreline was flashing on the scoreboard, this offense went to sleep. It literally went to sleep. And when you score 31 in the ballgame, you should win. But they had their opportunities, and plain and simple, they blew it tonight on offense. I think they could have been a lot better. They had Ottawa on the ropes. They had Ottawa in the corner. And Ottawa punched out of that corner and uh, knocked the Ticats to the canvas tonight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter we have dave 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 and dave are you serious will four daves on the phone well let's start with dave number one dave good evening go ahead hey rick how are you tonight well i'm i'm a little disheveled well i'm really disheveled i mean okay. i have a few comments the gentleman who tweeted in about jeremiah mazzoli obviously he doesn't know much about football because he didn't see the about the five or six drops that where he put the ball right in the receiver's hands and they dropped them. He's by far a great player tonight. A uh, couple of comments, too. I mean, the refereeing tonight was just hideous. I mean, you, Rick, you follow football. How can you have three quarters of football where you continuously throw a flag against one team and not another team? I've, I, I'm a season ticket holder uh, for the Argos and the Cats for about 25 years, and I love the CFL, but the refereeing is just hideous, and tonight was another example of it. A uh, couple other comments about the Tiger Cats. Um, they're playing a couple Canadians in, in spots, like number 35, Mike Daly. I don't think he could play organized flag football. The man doesn't make any plays. He's scared to tackle. He stinks. Like, he's so bad on defense. I mean, they have Courtney Stevens, who was a starter there for two or three years. You could play him at corner and put an American there. And number 12, Mike Jones, another drop tonight. Um, he has, for every catch he has, he has another drop. But uh, anybody who gets on Jeremiah Mazzoli tonight, Brandon Banks is a great receiver. He had two terrible drops tonight. It was about five or six for the whole night. But I think the story of it really goes to why the CFL can never become a top-notch pro league, and it's because of the refereeing. Like, you followed a lot of football, Rick. How can you have all those penalties against one team and none against another? You watch a lot of NFL football, college football in the States, and it, it equals out every game. It doesn't here. You know, well, let me let me hideous. let me jump in on that because, and I'll give you all the stats. Uh, yeah. So the Tiger Cats took twelve penalties for one hundred twenty-eight yards. Ottawa flagged eight times for seventy-nine yards, and that stat line eight for seventy-nine or you know six for fifty. That's more conducive to the National Football League and yeah. even the NCAA. You'll see single-digit penalties, and very rarely, very rarely, very will rarely. a team get penalized over a hundred yeah. yards. In the CFL, it's almost every game, if not every game. It, you know what? It really destroys the game because you know. I mean, 
on any given play, as you know, there's pass interference and holding. That one where Ottawa challenged the pass interference, the, re- the, the receiver ran into the Hamilton DB. He didn't impede his, his progress, and it's, it's pass interference, right? And both you guys know? are entitled to the football. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, there's that. But, I mean, I think really, you know, on defense, I think we have a solid defense. But that Mike Daly guy, like, he's so bad. It's not even funny. Like, I don't know how. I don't know what Jerry Glanville sees in him unless he's a very intelligent football player and he can call the defenses. But I would put, I, I think you've been calling football. Courtney Steven was a really good field side corner on the wide side. And I would put an import at the safety spot because that guy is terrible. And that number 12, that Mike Jones, for every catch he has, he has one or two drops. Like Justin Buren, who's a rookie, I think it's a second game. Every pass that was thrown to him, he caught. You know, and he maybe doesn't get a lot of yards after the catch, but he catches the football. Like, I just don't see the point. Like, they have that uh, French-Canadian fellow, Lossier. Why not start him at, the, at that one receiver spot? Maybe he doesn't have Mike Jones' speed, but when you throw him the football, he's going to catch it. Um, I, I blame uh, the offensive coaches for that, but uh, I think it was a devastating loss for the team tonight. Uh, uh, you know, I thought Mazzoli played a fantastic game. Uh, I, the, the ref, the, the coaching in the last 42 seconds was terrible. Not to take a shot down the field. I don't understand that, and not to dress Terrell Sinkfield tonight. I don't understand that at all either. Uh, I thought I for sure he was going to get in, Dave. But look, look, we got to get to some other callers, so I want to get your player of the game tonight. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli. All right, sounds By good. Far. Thanks for the call, Dave, and enjoy the weekend. Have a great night, Chip Rick. You too. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll come back with Dave number one. Uh, actually, it would be Dave number two, Dave number three, and Dave number four. Do any parents in this town name their kids not Dave? We're going to be back on the fifth quarter here on 900chml. Welcome back. 35-31, the final in favor of the Red Blacks tonight. Ticats had a 22-6 lead uh, early on in the, uh, or actually in the late stages of the second quarter, had led 25-14 at the half, 31-29 very early on in the fourth quarter, but end up losing a pivotal matchup against the Red Blacks. Ottawa now has won the season series. They're up to love with the rematch one week from tomorrow. Now sitting at 9-7, and seven, sole possession of first in the East. The Cats back to 500 at 8-8, eight and eight, and they still have a chance at first. It's very slim. Hamilton must beat Ottawa next week, and then Montreal the week after that, and hope that Ottawa slips up and loses against Toronto. Weirder things have happened. I don't envision this occurring. We are not only online on 900CHML and, of course, on air on 900CHML, but uh, you can listen to the fifth quarter on the Radio Player Canada app, also on CHML's Facebook page. A big hello to everyone watching online. Uh, You can also comment on the Facebook page as well. We have some comments coming in. This one from Michael, who says, Now you can cheer the Argos uh, for the Argos on November 2nd. Bruce writes, Wow, what happened? We lost. It happens to be interesting to see how many people kept this team up now. We lost the game, not the refs, like I'm reading on social media. Can't win them all. Only game we have to win is the playoff game versus the either BC or Edmonton. Regardless, we're in the playoffs. And Bruce, that 
if Hamilton finishes in second, that crossover game could be against BC. It could be against Edmonton. It could be against Winnipeg. Or it could be against Saskatchewan. It's that crazy and wide open in the West. Uh, one more message on our Facebook page. This one from Frank. Hey, Rick, what just happened? I can't figure this team out anymore. Second half play calling was very poor. Back to the phones we go. Dave, number two, is on the line. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Rick. I'm here. You're there. Hey, go ahead. Hey, Rick. Uh, good to talk to you. Happy anniversary or belated uh, anniversary. Thank you. Um, listen, Rick, uh, a couple things. Uh, I remember calling you after the BC game, and um, uh, I just knew that was going to come back to bite us because we, we could have uh, at least still been in the fight. We would have just been tied with them tonight and then just take care of business the next two weeks. With that said, that's no excuse for the letdown tonight. Uh, 22-6, we were looking strong, and then we just rolled over. I've never seen a team... Uh, in the middle of such a crucial game, just dropped the fight like they did. So, um, so what's your answer to that? Why do you think that happened? Because I, I didn't really see one thing kind of turn. It wasn't really a big turning point. It wasn't a big turning point, but I think something that has um, hurt Hamilton all season, from the exhibition season, right from week one, week two, week three, week four, and, and lots of your callers have pointed it out, Um the lack of pass rush or sacks from the Hamilton Tire Cats, I believe we're second to last in sacks in the league. Uh, when we rush four, we never get anywhere near the quarterback. And you've seen in that third quarter, it was pitch and catch. Uh, Trevor Harris sits back there. He's got all day. He finds receivers open in the soft spots in the zones. You can't cover guys forever. When you can't generate a pass rush without sending five or six, even five, we, we don't get a pass rush unless we send six. And then good quarterbacks, you know, they'll throw to the spot that's been vacated on the blitz. I think the lack of a true pass rush on this team, uh, it's marveled me that our defense has been as good as it has with uh, Jerry Glanville because it's almost like smoke and mirrors because usually you need, uh, it's a passing league, you need a good pass rush. You need you need guys that can get the quarterback. Think of the last, how many times Tire Cats won the Grey Cup. You always have a Grover Covington or a Joe Monford or a uh, even when we went to the Grey Cup in uh, 2014, Eric Norwood. Uh, I think our leading sack guy this year is uh, Teddy Laurent. Ted's great. You think he's got four or five sacks? He's a D tackle though. He's up, yeah, he's up to seven now. He had a couple tonight. Oh, so he's up to seven. He's your D tackle. He shouldn't be. Where's your rush from the edge? Um, the other thing I think uh, big turning point was. Um, Thomas Erlington flagged when we were off the field for um, contacting the kicker. Yeah, that, that kicker. was huge. Well, uh, June Jones had his challenge flag in his pocket. I've just rewinded it and watched it like while I was on hold four times. Uh, the kicker did a great job of avoiding uh, Erlington Thomas, and uh, Erlington slid right under him. He never touched the kicker. And it's not, you know, getting in the kicker's way or making the kicker. It's like a uh, wild pitch. If the batter gets out of the way and the ball doesn't hit him, ball didn't hit him. Uh, I've watched it three times. I think he should have challenged that. I don't even know if it's challengeable, but then where's the league on this? Um, the kick, the punter, Leone, did a nice job of getting out of the way, and 
He hopped over Erlington. Erlington slid under him. I didn't see any contact. And then the last point was Hamilton never goes all in. I, I believe um, Scott Mitchell, it's it's that um, sort of like the dog chasing the uh, the rabbit or, you know, uh, keeping fans' interest. I don't really believe we ever go all in to win this thing. We we went out. We everybody had injuries to receiver, especially us. Now we're gonna cry and and cry and moan how all, including our head coach, which is a loser mentality. Oh, we're short receivers, blah blah blah. But the thing is, we were short receivers and we never went out and replaced them. It was great getting Sinkfield, but we needed Sinkfield and somebody else in case Tasker or Banks went down. Well, they got they got Chad Owens and released him, and they got Markway McDaniel who played tonight too. So I'm I'm not sure who else is out there that we could get that would be as impactful as the guys who've gone down. So I think they've done an okay job in replacing some of the guys that have gone down. Uh, I agree with you, Rick. I, if, I, I don't know if you remember, not last game, the game before, I actually called and said uh, I thought they were going to sign Sinkfield or uh, Dontrell. Uh, Dontrell Inman, yeah. Think so, but remember, that's why I said that they kept the quarterback off, and I was glad they got Sinkfield. But that said, though, Chad Owens was a cheap um, – a cheap fix because he lived in Oakville and he came cheap and so did Mark Way because he was at Mac coaching the receivers. They they could have went out and got a Bakari Grant or somebody in that nature. Plus at the trade deadline, we got all those extra first round picks with Montreal. You know, there was people to be had. There was S J Green. I know Toronto said he wasn't tradable. Everybody's tradable. Everybody's tradable. And there was other uh, other teams uh, especially Montreal and Toronto were out of it. They have receivers that are probably entering free agency. You could have got. Now, with that said, uh, Dontrell Inman just signed uh, this past week with uh, Indianapolis. Um, but you can sign anybody right up to November 2nd that hasn't been on a game day roster in season and they still qualify for the playoffs. But now Bakari's off the board. So I don't know who's out there, but I mean, I remember Fantuz when he was doing his retirement thing said he might have a little playoff run left in him for Toronto or Hamilton. He lives in Burlington. Hey, that might be an option if Banks is gone for any you know extended period of time, and hey, it would be very interesting too. Well, and you have uh, Demar Altman, who wasn't bad last year with the Cats. He's, uh, I still think he's better than Rashad Lawrence, but Tillman better be working the phones right now. The problem is can't make a trade and it can't be anybody that was on a roster so like Brian Timms who was with Toronto uh if he played in a on a roster and even for one game this year he's not, he doesn't qualify so it has to be somebody who hasn't played so Andy's an option uh Chad Owens is still an option uh I, I like Mark Way but he didn't really do anything last week this week I think he had one catch yeah, one catch for six yards. Who's your player uh, of the game? we got to run here, Dave. Uh, absolutely, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Tasker. <laughs> uh, Luke Tasker, as always. Um, your trivia question, I'm going to go in 1998. Okay. And I, we've all got to get down on uh, – I'm not surprised that we're not going to get first because I still thought we, uh, sh- we shot ourselves in the foot in the BC game in BC for the first place. But if we want to win in the playoffs – we all better get down on one knee tonight and, and say a little prayer and hope Brandon is maybe out a week, maybe two weeks, because without Brandon Banks, unless we can get somebody in here, I don't think Sinkfield's going to – I like Terrell Sinkfield. I'm glad he's here, but he isn't going to take up that, that much of uh, the slack. We shall see. Dave, appreciate the call. Yeah, have a good night, Rick. You too. Have a good weekend. Let's go to Dave number three before we take our next break. Dave, how are you? How are you doing, Rick? Uh, I'm glad you weren't listening last week. 
on your anniversary <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, here's what lost us the game, simply. 14 points off the penalties Ottawa got. Yeah, that's a killer. That's it. That says it all in a nutshell, doesn't it? And how many times has that happened to us over the year this season? More than once. Yeah, we always shoot ourselves in the foot, it seems. Um, yeah, to me, I'm... Banks, it doesn't look good. To me, I think he broke his collarbone. I hope I'm wrong, but that's uh, what it looks like. I, I have the same thought. So uh, if that's the case, I think that's just uh, a casualty that the team's not going to recover from. So I'm I'm not a pessimist, but I'm, a, I'm being realistic when I say I'd, if, if he's out for any length of time, who really does Mazzoli have to throw to? Well, what you're going to see is Luke Tasker getting double teams. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's my point, yep. Yeah, yeah that, right. that's going to be a tough go on offense. So you know it's uh, it's it's just another stroke of bad luck. Uh, again, we've had a lot a lot of bad luck the last few seasons, right? No doubt about it. With injuries, especially. Dave, who's your player of the game? Uh, I'll go with uh, you know it's a tough one between Tasker and Mazzoli. I like Tasker. He had some big grabs. I'll go with that. Uh, uh, just a quick answer to your trivia question: ninety-nine. And finally, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the, some of the callers about uh, Daly. He just uh, seems to be a liability, but he's a Canadian, so he's hard to replace. All right, good call, Dave. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's squeeze in Dave number four before we take a break as well. Dave, how are you? Hi, Rick. My name is Dave. <laughs> Excellent. Your thoughts <laughs> on tonight's I'm game? I'm a fan. Uh, anyhow, I think tonight was... Um, it kind of frustrated me because it seemed to me like the same old usual thing that happens to the tie cats, you know, um, uh, the big game comes up and, you know, they got the big lead and you know everybody's excited. And then the second half, I, I think the the defense really let us down. They didn't do much. Um, no pressure. Harris threw all over us. It was, it was really bad. You know, and then Bro went down, and things started to go downhill, and then Banks went down, and it was like almost irrecoverable at that point. Yeah, really snowballed, that's for sure. And uh, you know, this offense really never recovered. Uh, I thought Hawrlahu had a pretty strong game tonight, but when when your kicker is one of your best players on the field, you're probably not going to win. I thought Masoli had a great first half and was so-so in the second half. I was expecting a whole yeah, lot more. I, I don't, there was a couple drops uh, that sure. I was oh, yeah. happy about. But I also wonder, like, you know, all the players on a game day roster, why is Sinkfield scratched? You know, the perfect opportunity, even though he doesn't 100% up to speed with the playbook, for him to step in when Banks goes out. But he's a game day scratch. It, I just don't get that. Why sign him? and then have him out of scratch. I thought for sure he was going to play and make an impact. He's definitely getting on the field next week, but it might bad, be too little it? too late for the division, right? Well, I mean, if we beat them next week, let's go Argos. I, I hate to say it, but... <laughs> yeah, we're all you know, Argos fans. I, I don't think I don't think Johnny's going to come into Hamilton and beat us, and if he does, we don't deserve the division, right? That's right. You know, uh, What really stuck with me, though, was at the end of the game, last drive there by the Red Blacks, they blitzed, and they got close to Harris but they gave a 10-yard cushion on the receivers. If you're blitzing like that at the end of the game, you got to jam those receivers, and that way there's no one for the quarterback to throw to, and you sack them. I don't understand why they're giving the cushion. It was easy for Harris to pick Sinopoli and Ellington out there when they have no one covering them. Very good point. Who's your player of the game tonight, Dave? Uh, Mazzoli, easy. All right, sounds good. Have a good weekend. Banks. You know what? I feel so bad for Banks, what just happened to him. I, I really hope it's, it's not... Uh, it's not bad, but I think it's collarbone, and, and, and I think he's done. And that, 
I think that that does it for us. I don't think we're Grey Cup contenders anymore. You might be right. Thanks, Dave. Have a good weekend. All right, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. There's room for you on our phone bank. We do have Fred and Frank. We're going to get to those two gentlemen. A whole lot more tweets and emails and Facebook messages when we return here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. My name's Rick Samprin. This is the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Hey, don't forget to download the fifth quarter podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast, uh, be it Google Play or iTunes, and uh, you can get past episodes online as well at 900CHML.com. Ticats fall to 8-8 eight and eight after a 35-31 loss in Ottawa. The rematch is next Saturday, one week from tomorrow. Kickoff at 4. We'll be on the air after the game in and around 7 PM. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. Entering tonight's game, the Ticats have the number one offense in the CFL. Hamilton has had the number one O in the league just one other time in the last 46 years, if you can believe it. What year was it? Was it 1989, 1998, 1999, or 2014? You can call in at 905-645-3221. Answer that question. Vote for your player of the game. Give me your thoughts on tonight's game. Uh, dial that number on your cell at star 9900. You can email rick at 900chml.com and on Twitter at rickzamprin at am900chml. A couple more messages coming in on CHML's Facebook page. We're broadcasting live there as well. Mike writes, this team is so frustrating. Six points in the second half. We just can't seem to be consistent. And Rose writes, we pretty much handed the game to Ottawa in the second half. David says the defense really let this team down. Twice they had Ottawa stopped. Twice they took big penalties and allowed Ottawa to continue the drive and eventually score a TD. And they couldn't force a stop with Ottawa deep in their end with less than three minutes to play. Player of the game, Masoli. And uh, Todd, with his uh, guest to the trivia question answer, writes 2014. We'll reveal the answer uh, just before the show is done. Wanted to get to a couple of tweets as well. Bev tweeting in, a player of the game, Lewis Ward. Big loss with speedy expected better considering the importance of this game. Lewis Ward, by the way, if you missed it, kicked a couple of field goals and uh, set the all-time pro football record with making 45 consecutive field goals. Absolutely amazing. He uh, beat uh, Adam Vinatieri's pro football record. Uh, Corey says, another note, uh, we completely gave this game away regardless of Banks. He's only one player. Others need to step up. They didn't go to Jones a lot, and he's the one worth the downhill or with the downhill speed. Jim writes, ugh, that was suboptimal. We lose the game and Banks. Hopefully he'll be ready for the playoffs, but I don't expect to see him before that. The Cats were too undisciplined in the second half, and the offense went to sleep without speedy teddy bear for player of the game. And Matthew writes, Ticats completely blew this game tonight, took way too many penalties, and are now in a huge trouble if Banks' injury is as bad as it looked. Back to the phones we go, and Fred has been waiting patiently. Hello, Fred. How are you? Not bad. How are you doing? I'll make mine short and sweet. I don't. We the team that we have, we have. They fell apart tonight. They didn't play football. They just played around. The reason why I say that they weren't tackling properly. They're supposed to go for the legs, not for the head or the shoulders. The way they were doing, and Ottawa just walked down the t- the field and got the goals. And uh, like I say, the team just didn't play football tonight. And there was no nobody really good tonight. They just look in the mirror and they'll say, see who's the what they did, 
and uh, maybe next time the team might stick together and play play football the way it's supposed to be. Hey, friend, who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Well, not really anybody because uh, they kind of fell apart. They their head got too big because they were ahead, and they just got uh, they figured they had it made, but they didn't uh, play the game. Fred, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. 905-645-3221, on star 9900 on your cell. Uh, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. And uh, email me your thoughts on tonight's game, rick at 900CHML.com. While I think of that, we got a couple of emails coming in, including Alan from St. Catharines who writes, what can I say other than we should have won that game? All I can think about is the possible injury to Banks. Let's hope it's just one game or two, but it doesn't look good. I felt our head wasn't in the game after Banks went down. Ottawa capitalized on it. I thought we were the better team for the most part of the game. Banks and Tasker are the team. I do like Jones, but he's 50-50 for me. We need Banks in the playoffs, or Singfield might be doing more than kick returns. I'm not giving up on this team, but there's... But here's the thing. Are we only guaranteed second place now since we lost twice to Ottawa? If that's the case, uh, do we sit out some of our key players after halftime next week against Ottawa to focus on the playoffs ahead? Maybe I'll stop right there because, uh, Alan, there is a chance that this Ticats team can still win the division. They have to, and this is a must. They have to beat Ottawa next week. They have to beat Montreal in the season finale and hope that the Red Blacks lose against the Argos in their regular season finale. Alan's player of the game is is Brandon Banks. Banks, by the way, statistically had another monster game. Eight catches, 133 yards, one touchdown. Luke Tasker, the other two TDs, he made seven receptions for 60 yards. And Jeremiah Masoli uh, completed 23 of his 34 pass attempts for 342 yards, three TDs, and an interception. Alex Green, whose first game back since uh, sometime in September, I can't remember the day, uh, ran 15 times for 61 yards. So not too shabby all around for the Ticats statistically. Frank's on the line. Hey, Frank, welcome to the fifth quarter. All right, thanks for taking my call. Oski wee wee. Hey, we had a crappy game. Uh, defense, too many penalties. I think a lot happened on that Tasker play, and we'll go up back to that just for a minute. I think like the NCAA, I don't know if the NFL does, which I don't care about that league. I love the CFL. I think we have to inject something where he is off the field permanently. I really think that bothered the Ticats offense. And it certainly bothered the defense. You're talking about the Anthony uh, Kiafi headshot on Luke Tasker. Oh, certainly. Oh, definitely. With, with that, I think there will be a change of rules in the offseason so that, that that player will be out of the game. That was definitely a brutal, no-need no headshot. But that's not why we lost the game. We had defensive penalties and uh, the guys lost their composure we're not out of this yet so come on Ticat fans I love the guys like we're not out of it we're going to beat Ottawa next week and I disagree with you Rick I think Ottawa has a chance or Toronto has a chance to uh, beat those red blacks Uh, don't count those guys out but the penalties I'm not going to comment on the officiating was whenever Andre proves there you know what's going to happen but it doesn't matter they they get talked about after every game, the whole line, the whole, his whole crew, and things like that, and they either go on to the playoffs or they don't. But we lost our composure. And, and at some point in the third quarter, I think we didn't even have the ball. Mazzoli didn't have the ball for eight minutes. And people are wondering what happened to the Tiger Cats, our offense. 
well, you can't just stop and start. Eight minutes is a heck of a long time to be out, like not having the ball on offense. Like, that's a long, long time. I would, agree, I would agree with that, but they did virtually nothing in the third quarter and, and really the fourth quarter. They, their offense really went to sleep. Well, it did after the Banks injury, certainly, but I mean, playing ball before, I mean, you can't just stop and start it. When you're out for eight minutes, that's a heck of a long time, and I think that that really did get us in, besides our own stupid penalties. Hey, Frank, who's your player of the game tonight? I would have to say Mazzoli, and I will never give up my cats. I still say we're going to the Cup, and I'm not worried at all. Keep the faith, Frank. Thanks for the call. No worries. Um, message from Jeff on our Facebook page. Unamba and Leonard need to be better, much better. On Twitter, Jake, kind of coinciding with what Jeff has to say, Leonard isn't playing like a rookie of the year caliber anymore. And Mark on Twitter says, Banks is out for the season, penalties, hot mess. Uh, Ticats fans really feeling the heat tonight, especially with the Brandon Banks injury. It's salt in the wounds for the Tiger Cats and their fans Tonight, Ron is on the line. Ron, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. Go ahead. Hi, Rick. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I have just one question, okay? Lay it on me. Uh, there was a, a kickoff, okay, that hit the ground. None of our players touched the ball, okay? And it Ottawa was the last when the ball went out. Uh, a bounds. Yeah, this one was towards the end of the game, and uh, uh, the Red Blacks got the ball in the Hamilton 34, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what happened there? I, I, I mean, like, aren't they supposed to give us, like, a uh, five-yard uh, whatever? No, so that would be very similar to an onside kick. So the ball has to travel at least 10 yards, and in this case it absolutely did. And the last player to touch it before it goes out of bounds, as it went out of bounds in this case, was an Ottawa Red Black, so they uh, got possession of the football. Uh, it hurt. That's, uh, I like to think that Brandon, okay, is going to make a miraculous recovery injury-wise, and, you know, come back. Uh, we're not out of it yet. I agree with the, the last caller, okay? I'm a true blue tie cat fan, like Oski Wee all the way. And and who's your player of the game tonight, Ron? Uh, definitely Mazzoli, okay? Uh, Luke Casker Luke as well. Uh I'll give you both votes. We do have to run as well. I do appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, Ron. Thanks, Rick. Uh, many happy returns on your anniversary last uh, last week. I very much appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You too. Uh, let's take one more break. 905-645-3221, star 9900 is the number. We do have Anthony. We have Alan. Uh, I understand both are Ottawa fans. Uh, we'll hear from them, as well as Dave number 5. We have set a record for the amount of people with the same name here on the fifth quarter. Absolutely unbelievable. Before we take a break, one more email. This one from Anth- or from Angelo. Pardon me. Hey, Rick, not particularly excited with the performance of our boys tonight. I thought the officiating stunk all night. 
I thought the weather, the injuries, the momentum, everything was against us, at least in the second half. I think these acquisitions of McDaniel and Buren are not positives for us. We need playmakers. For example, Banks gets hurt and defenses tee off on us, as we just witnessed. Pressure is on Jones and Glenville versus Campbell and Thorpe for Eastern Division. Good luck, gentlemen. Player of the game, Whitlock. When we return, one final round here in the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight here on the fifth quarter. My name's Rick Samprin. Oh, well, we all witnessed a uh, tie Cats loss tonight, 35-31 against the Ottawa Red Blacks in the capital. And, uh, well, that sets up a couple of more weeks of this regular season. Can the Cats beat Ottawa, which they haven't done this year, next week, and then beat Montreal and hope the Argos pull off the upset and beat the Red Blacks in their last game of the regular season. If that all transpires, this Ticats team will finish first and get that first-round playoff bye. <sighs> Sadly, though, I think the odds are stacked against this football team. Uh, email from Phil, who says, uh, once again, the Tiger Cats had a big lead, and they don't have that killer instinct to put a team away. This was a golden opportunity for the Cats to capture a division title and get a bye in the first round of the playoffs and possibly a berth in the Grey Cup, but instead, they will probably finish with another losing season and get knocked out early in the playoffs. How many more losing seasons can the Tiger Cats fans endure? Sick of the mediocrity and inconsistency for the past 20 years, losing faith with this team and organization that one from phil in the hammer let's go back to the phones dave number five wow how are you i'm doing good how are you not too bad thanks for calling in oh, no problem uh last week it was a bit short i'll try to be short again this week um a lot of great calls tonight but i would say penalties especially on defense was a big problem the uh botched uh, kick with the ottawa recovery was probably the play of the game but the big thing in my mind that I got to ask is RJ Harris gets open in the end zone in the first half behind our safeties and behind DBs. I mean, there's been a few times this year, not to center out anybody in particular, but I, there's been key plays throughout the years in games where we've lost some nail biter games where guys just get behind us. And, uh, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, but anyhow, um, the big thing is everyone says, yes, we lost the game tonight. We're still going to be in the playoffs, um, which is a great thing. My last point would be on offense, as good as Tasker and Banks and Mazzoli have been all year, there's a few other receivers out on the field for sure. And it always puzzles me that, Jones has one catch. Lawrence has one catch. Chris Williams, when he's out there, had one or two catches. I, 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 somehow I'm not buying that. I mean, I'm thinking quarterbacks all have their favorites. We might be faced with a situation where Banks won't be out there, maybe. It just seems to me that, you know, we got to spread the round, ball around a little bit. And if John White's in the lineup tonight, he could have been out there. And Alex Green went silent as well in the second half. So there's a bunch of points there that I raise. It's just, uh, it's interesting because we were up 22 points in the first half and let it get away. And there's probably a bunch of reasons, but I would say the biggest reason we penalties on defense. Great call. Who's uh, your player of the game? Player of the game. It has to be Mr. Uh, Mazzoli this week. Usually I'm a Delvin Bro guy, but 
this week, uh, Jeremiah played played extremely well, but too many penalties. Uh, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. I agree with you, Dave. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll stay on the phones and uh, Anthony, who I understand is a Red Blacks fan. Anthony, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good. Your synopsis of the game. What do you think? Well, I'm just a little bit disappointed in the Ticat fans. You know, um, they never give credit to, to a better opponent on, on the night that they lose. You know, like, you're not playing the Alouettes and the Argos tonight. Ottawa's been in first place all year long. And, um, you know, it's just we didn't do this and we didn't do that. Do you think it might have had anything to do with your opponent? Uh, this isn't a newsflash, Anthony, but this happens after every loss against every team the Ticats lose. So it's not just about an anti-Red Blacks thing or the Ticats lost the game. Yeah, we got to give credit to the Red Blacks. They won the game. They were the we better team yet. today. You haven't given them credit yet in, in your entire program. Well, so. I think I did in the first segment if you were listening. Um, so anyways. So you probably weren't listening that. is what you're saying. And then and then there's the officiating. You know, there's the officiating. Well, I guess that interference call on, on that... that uh, Thanks, Drew, last week um, when, I don't know if you're watching it, but uh, um, it was more or less offensive pass interference. But that was, that was okay. It's always the officiating. It's, it's what we didn't do. It, it's always this kind of stuff. You know, it's a little bit disappointing. I remember I used to have season tickets here in Hamilton, and, and the old-timers and, you know, and used to wear the fedoras and everything. They, they knew their football. They knew their football. And even when they phoned on the fifth quarter with John Mischeluk and Purcell and those guys, they knew their football. If they lost, then they lost to a better team. They'd say, you know, not nowadays. It's you know, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. You know, it's like well, you're not playing the Argos, you're not playing the the Alouettes. So he wasn't dancing in, in, in after throwing the touchdown pass tonight, was he? He was on his back. So I, I got to ask this: you, you can understand that fans are frustrated, and you know they look for things to blame. It would be no different than if the Red Blacks lost tonight. Fans would be pointing at deficiencies that their team were making. Right, but you, you were up by 22 points in the first half. Or 16. How is not Ottawa, you know, able to, to score 22 points in the second half? Like, it's like a, it's like a mystery, you know? Like, well, we, we were up by 22 points. How dare they come back and score another 22 in the second half? Well, that, Maybe yeah. they're a better team. That's why they play the game. Who's your player of the game tonight, Anthony? Oh, the Ottawa kicker, for sure. Lewis Ward, fantastic yeah. story. What a, what a phenomenal, easily the rookie of the year, hands down. Yeah, but you never know it listening to 1150 there with uh, those two broadcasters how they downplayed it all. It's like, well, we'll let, them, we'll let them kick all the field goals in the world. We'll, we'll take the touchdowns. Well, the guy just broke He just broke uh, the all-time record in any league. And, and, li- and listen, his, he, ki- he kicked uh, how many field goals in the July 28th game, and that's all they needed, and they won that game too. Exactly. But, you know, it's, it's always while well, they kick field goals because they, um, they, they, can't, uh, they can't complete in the red zone. Hey, it's three points. It's called football for a reason. Anthony, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. You bet. Uh, <laughs> somewhat of a weird call from Anthony. I don't think he quite get quite gets postgame shows, but uh, we'll let that one slide. And maybe Alan, who's in Ottawa and is a Ticats fan, can respond. How are you, Alan? All good. I'm good. Go ahead. Uh, well, first of all, I don't care what Anthony says. Who cares? Why do you call it a Hamilton show if you're an Ottawa fan? And I'll leave that to Anthony. You know what? In Hebrew. But in terms of our team, Rick, you know, it's all three facets of the game again. Like, you know, how many times this year has this defense done this? They can't hold. They can't make a stop when you have to. Leonard was brutal tonight. Mike Daly's the same old thing again, okay? They couldn't make a stop when they could. They let them put up 35 points on them, uh, which is, is inexcusable. 
one caller said, and he's right on, playing 10 and 12 yards off the ball. Like, what is that all about? Like, seriously, you know the way Trevor Harris plays the ball? They're smart down here. They'll throw the ball 6, 8, 10 yards, and they're playing 10 yards off the ball. So on the defensive side, it was atrocious again. I don't know what Glenville is doing, what his process is, or lack thereof, but it's a problem. A special team, and then on the kickoff there, and they lose that kick. They're kicking into the wind, and nobody can figure out the ball may hit around the 25 or 30, 35 yard line to get that up. Like, that's just mental collapsing there. That's whatever's going on there. That's atrocious. And then the same old thing when they open. You know, Mike Jones, I'm sick of watching him play. Like, he's, you know, honest to God. The only time he's good is when he's going down the sideline. He goes anywhere across the middle, okay, my mother's tougher. Like, honest to God, it's a good thing he's Canadian. He wouldn't be playing. Okay, and poor Banks gets hurt. Luke Cass is the same thing. Game in, game out. He's out there all the time. But Jones is, I'm sorry, I'm not a Jones fan. I never have been. He can run. Well, you know what? He's looking like a gazelle, but that doesn't make him a football player. Here's a problem. Dylan and I, again, can't move the ball down the field when you have to. The offense was brutal in the second half. But they put up six points in the second half in, in a game that's this crucial. So, you know what? There's a lot of accountability going around. The coaching staff has to be a, 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 uh, you know, has to be accountable here. But on all three passes of this game, Rick, they, were, they weren't the better team tonight. Ottawa wasn't going to give them full marks for, for any. It's about the same story all over again. This defense is totally overrated. Has been for a long time. The secondary, they, 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 they say how great they are. Well, you know what? Hey, Alan, i, I got to jump in because we're running out of time here. Who's your player of the game? Uh, Trevor Harris will probably reward. All right, sounds good. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. All right, you too, buddy. All right, we got to run here. Player of the game is voted by you, the fans, Jeremiah Masoli. Our fifth quarter fan of the night is Dave. You can pick which one of the five. And the answer to our fifth quarter trivia challenge question, Hamilton has had the number one offense just once in the last 46 years, and they do this year as well. What year was it? The year was 1999. Appreciate all the calls, emails, tweets. Don't forget to download the fifth quarter podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast. We are back on the air next Saturday evening at 7, and the Ticats and Red Blacks do it all over again. For producer Will Erskine, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the weekend right here on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it so they never miss an episode as well. And make sure you rate and review. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.